Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Today's episode is going to be awesome because we have a couple, a military couple, that is going to inspire you guys on the action that they've taken in their journey. But before I go into that, I just want to give a brief, brief update. I am actually in California right now, getting ready for a real estate conference, Meet the Masters with uh, Jason Hartman. I cannot wait for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Once you guys get the opportunity, definitely make sure that you travel out to some of these places and do these awesome conferences because I'm telling you, they are a lot of fun. And also, you get to catch up with friends that might be in the potential area. Like right now, I'm in uh, San Diego. I don't know if you can hear that dog in the background. That crazy dog is my friend's dog. <laughs> Love you, Kathleen. Anyway, um, but yeah, no. So uh, these are a lot of fun, and it definitely gets you the opportunity to travel out and go and explore someplace new. Right, and this one's in Newport Beach, California. I've never been, but I'm definitely excited, and it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, without further ado, let's kick off today's episode. Hey, hey, Freedom Fighters. Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I have two amazing guests here with me today. Annabelle and JD Monroe. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for asking. Good morning. Yeah, we're doing we're doing great. And uh, before we start, I just want to say, hey, I really appreciate what you guys are doing for the uh, military and veteran community as far as getting the investing world to know that uh, we're forced to be reckoned with. So thank you. <laughs> that is right, man. You could not have said it better. We are a force to be reckoned with, and they are going to know our name and that we're out there. Yeah, but it's, it is a pleasure. It's my honor, actually, to have you two up here and share your story because we often bring in experts that have been you know, killing it for years, you know, have, have this big business set up. And you guys, I mean, you guys are actually, it seems like you're killing it as well, right? You have your own, what, Monroe Brothers business? Yeah, that's right. The Monroe Brothers Investments. There you go. But you guys started, you know, not too, too long ago, right? I mean, well, we're going to get into your story, but... Um, but you know, guys, these, this is an example of folks that have gotten started just step-by-step going through the process and have found a lot of success through real estate. And, uh, and I can't wait to share their story because their story is awesome. So do you guys mind getting into a little bit about your background and maybe in your military career and then, and then we'll go into how you got started in investing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So we met in the dorms at our very first duty station. Um, JD's been in for 15 years now, and I've been in for 11 years. We are both still active duty Air Force. Um, We're now on our third duty station, about to move to our fourth duty station. Um, And it was at that first duty station where we realized um, that we wanted to start real estate investing. JD actually realized it first. Uh, I took a little longer to get on the bandwagon. 
but it was 2014 and we decided that we were going to buy a single family home. Um, since then we've transferred more to multifamily and we're focusing on buy and hold. Uh, so really our, one of our main takeaways were just, we were amazed by, by putting the right time, energy and effort into our real estate business. Anything was possible and, um, we just started gaining momentum and then hopefully we'll keep that momentum up this year. Outstanding. Outstanding. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, so that is exactly why, I mean, it just, it seems, it makes sense, right? I mean, real estate versus stocks versus any other investing, like what was the, what was the driving decision there? They want to go. Yeah. Like so one of the things that happened was, uh, I, I came from a, a, you know, a middle-class American family, but we weren't into investing or, or stocks or any of that. And uh, when I got into the military, one of my first deployment, I came back from Iraq and I had uh, right at 10000 a little bit more than $10,000 saved up. And that was the most money that I'd ever seen. That's the most money that I'd ever known of anybody having at one time. It was literally, I, I'd never known anybody that had $10,000 in their bank account, right? And so <laughs> instead of like a lot of my buddies did buying a new motorcycle or, or getting some expensive car, uh, I just drank beer and bought a TV and, and, you know, uh, a $2,000 truck and a $2,000 TV. And, and about a year later, I was going on my second deployment in the airport. I had to check my bank account to make sure that I had enough money to get a drink because airport drinks are expensive. And at that moment I was like, I literally had more money than I'd ever known anybody to have. And now it's all gone. So I decided I wasn't going to do that after this next deployment that I was on. And when I got back from that deployment, I went and talked to a bank because I, I didn't have anybody that I could go to for that kind of stuff. And they said, tell you what, we'll put your money in the CD. We'll lock it up at 5%. This was right before 2007, 2008. So the interest rates were super high, uh, but I didn't know that at the time. Right. Uh, in 2007, 2008 happened, the interest rate for that CD dropped to 0.01%. And I realized that that was not a good investment at that point. Oh, um, wow. So I started looking and researching like other stock market options, which led me to a couple of forms pointed to Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. The Rich Dad, Poor Dad book pointed me to real estate. And then I found bigger pockets and it was kind of game over after that outstanding oh man all right so accidentally happened to find real estate um but i love it and rich dad poor dad you know he has changed robert kiyosaki has changed so many lives with that and i love that as you're going to research the stock market you find his book that is impressive (laughs) that is impressive that sounds like great seo so (laughs) man all right awesome so so can you walk us through that first deal that you guys did with that a single family? Yeah, absolutely. So starting in April of 2014, that's kind of when I found Bigger Pockets and when I started researching all of that. One of the things they talked about on Bigger Pockets is don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. So my goal after reading that was to find a, a property to put under contract. And uh, I ended up finding a, a pretty decent looking house on uh, hudhomestore.com. That's a foreclosure um, website. And, and I got a realtor to come and help look at it and, and 
one of the benefits that we had was purchasing it as an owner occupant. Um, the realtor came over and said, Hey, listen, JD, this is such a great house. If you don't put an offer in on it, I'm going to, if you put an offer in on it and you, you don't like it or it doesn't work out for you, I'll, I'll buy it from you for 10,000 more than what you're going to pay for it. And so that was like a, maybe a safety net or a push I needed to, to, lock it in, you know, and the, the realtor that I was using was actually a retired master sergeant from the air force too. So, you know, the strong veteran community kind of pushed me forward. Um, we purchased that, that property for $62,000. We, um, put about $16,000 in materials into it and we did all of the work ourselves. I also found another, um, veteran who was a retired chief master sergeant who owned a few properties who came over, let me use all of his tools, showed me, taught me how to do everything from plumbing and electrical to tiling floors. He literally spent the entire six months that we were rehabbing that house, uh, holding my hand through every, every bit of the process, which was extremely beneficial too. Nice. Um, so we put the $16,000 worth of material only into it. Uh, and then we did a VA refinance, cash out refinance, and at closing the bank cut us a check for 19 grand. Um, we stayed in that house for a few months, and uh, during that time, Annabelle got her commission and got orders to Montana. So when we moved to Montana, four days after that, it turned into uh, a rental. Yeah, and we've had managed the same tenants uh, pretty much since we left. Yeah. Um, we rent out now for about a thousand dollars a month. We have property management, insurance, maintenance, vacancy, all that stuff, and we we end up cash flowing about one hundred and twenty bucks a month on that one. Um, that's not my criteria now, but at the time, a hundred dollars a month uh, per door was was the criteria that we were using. Okay, now how sweet was that getting that nineteen thousand dollar check? I mean, that was a, it, it was amazing because it was like. Now, not counting my time, which is not something that I looked at back then, but now it's definitely something I look at. Uh, it was, I got a house for free, uh, essentially. We we purchased it under a construction loan, owner-occupied construction loan. So we were paying interest only on that debt while we were making the repairs necessary to, to reha- or refinance it into the VA loan. That 19 uh, grand and Annabelle's career starter loan of 25 grand she got from USAA uh, rolled over into our next down payment and um, repair cost for our next uh, property. So it, it was huge. You know, the Burr method or, or yeah. you know, mm-hmm. cash out refinance method. I mean, it's like recycling cash and, and gaining assets. So. That's it. I think it was also definitely encouraging to see, you know, at first we thought, oh, we'd be able to get this done in three months, which really wasn't realistic. We already had a son. We're expecting another baby. Um, So, you know, it was a lot of hard work and he worked exceptionally hard. He had great mentors, but it was encouraging for the appraisal to come in nearly double at the purchase price. So you can see all of your hard work and then get paid for all of your hard work and then continue to get paid passively. I think that was really an encouraging way to start our real estate. Well, and it's a huge proof of concept is, is a lot and, you know, kind of gave us the confidence to move forward and knowing it's the right direction. 
Amen. Exactly. Wow. And so, you know, you mentioned in the beginning that you weren't necessarily on board, Annabelle. Was it, uh, <laughs> what, what was the turning point for you? So it's funny, my turning point wasn't actually until this last November. Um, JD, <laughs> <All right. laughs> JD is part of a mastermind and they had a a connection event, a meetup, and it was a long weekend where we went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm I'm not too big on a lot of mathematical concepts. So sometimes when he talk about that stuff, I I didn't mean to, but I just was disinterested. Um, I could see it in other ways. Like I really liked choosing the paint colors and that kind of thing. Um, but we went to this mastermind and really I saw all kinds of people of all different walks of life at all different ages all different phases in their life. And each one of these people was finding success in real estate. And I knew, you know, if they can do it, anybody can do it. Um, And then really like JD talked a little bit about analysis paralysis. He's very analytical and very meticulous. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty much the opposite. (laughs) Um, I'm just go, go, go. We'll decide direction later. Um, JD likes to call it aim, 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 fire as opposed to fire and then try to aim afterwards. Um, So I just think I realized that I could play a really big role in helping, helping JD um, and then being a better partner and coming on board full throttle ahead. Yeah. I I will say it wasn't that she was anti real estate. She was super supportive as a wife can be. She knew that I liked it. So she was willing to, you know, give me half of her paycheck and, and, and her career starter loan and push me out the door. Uh, But so she was supportive as she could be there. But, you know, recently within the the last year, she's come on board. Now she's an active team member, which has, you know, exponential results. Game changer. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely beautiful, guys. I'm telling you, I love it. And I can see the energy and I can feel it, you know, on the other end of this, this is awesome. And you two are going to be a power couple. So, I mean, you know what, it's, it's all in, all in time, right? I mean, and, and now that you guys are moving forward together, you're going to start to see the uh, results compound, but that's great. That's beautiful guys. And make sure you guys are taking notes. All right. I know that it's, it's hard to bring the spouse on board, you know, whoever it is. Sometimes it's a little hard, but in the end, it'll work out if you pursue and you can, you can, uh, you're consistent with it. And I, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. So I want to take it back real quick. You mentioned something about uh, HUD homes. Do you mind explaining, JD, a little bit more about what that is for our listeners that may not have heard that term before? Yeah, absolutely. So, so HUDHomestore.com is a, a website where homes that have gone through the foreclosure process, the bank has bought back and then the bank has then sold that to sold those homes to back to HUD because they were either um, FHA financed HUD. So the, the, or the pseudo government agencies uh, guaranteed those properties and then they have to buy them back from the bank. So it clears out the title. It gets rid of all the tax problems. It gets, it gets rid of the, the, reasons that it went into foreclosure and then they auction them off, you know, at, at different rates. And so when you, you go to hudhomestore.com, most of those properties are listed on the MLS. Um, and you, you can go on there and look at the property, see the pictures, you know, put in your, your zip code or state or, 
whatever to find the houses. And uh, one of the good things about HUD Home Store is they do property inspection reports, uh, property condition reports, and let you kind of know like, oh, this one doesn't have a water heater or the roof is messed up. You know, there's a couple things um, that you can know about the property before actually going to, to visit. And uh, then you have to find an authorized realtor that can put a bid in on your behalf. Uh, they kind of break it down into a couple different categories when you're purchasing the house. There's either uh, owner-occupied time period where only owner-occupants can put a bid on, which especially when it comes to military house hacking, uh, that is an awesome opportunity because if you know that you're going to PCS and you can go in there, you can get a significant discount off a a HUD home store by putting your bid in as an owner occupant and still being within the intent of the program because you're going to live there. um, But you know, you're going to move eventually. And, and that's, that's a huge benefit that, that, you can use to your advantage if you're going to house hack. Uh, the other one is they, they open the time period up for nonprofits and government organizations. And then after all of those are done, they'll open it up to regular investors. And then you can um, put your, your regular bids on if you're not going to own or occupy it. Nice. Nice. So that is awesome guys. Make sure you go and you check out this. There'll be a link to that hudhomestore.com in the show notes page. All right. But JD's absolutely right. You know, it is a game changer. And for those who are PCSing or just looking for a single family in their area, right? I mean, that's, that can be a great way to, uh, to get started. Um, outstanding guys. So can you talk about some of the challenges you faced during, you know, this, uh, this whole process? Yeah. So one of the biggest challenges that we've faced and specifically, I think the the veteran community or military community can understand this is, is that the military is, is extremely demanding, you know, you know, and, and it takes a lot of your time and, you know, for example, um, at our second duty location, that was uh, Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana. Uh, I worked out in, in the missile field. So I would be, out in the field for five days, back on a day off for three days, and then kind of repeat that process. And that's, that's the life that, that we were leading. And that was also during the time where we uh, acquired and rehabbed our um, duplex, our first duplex. And what I thought initially was that I was going to go out into the field for five days, do my military uh, job out there, and then come back and work three full days on rehabbing the house and and do all the work myself again, like we had done on the first one. But what I realized is that's not really sustainable because I had other life commitments. I had to be a father. I had to be a husband, you know, I'm, I'm gone and Annabelle is running the household for five days and then I come back and that's a disruption and it throws routines off, you know, and, and I, thought like, how am I going to do this? Because I need to devote so much time to family, so much time uh, to, to the rehab if I ever wanted to get it done. And what it did was forced us into getting a contractor and kind of remanaging our time. At the time, I was a little bit upset because the contractor costs a little bit more money. Right. Uh, but what I realized is that we did because our second uh, property was a duplex, we did twice as much work in half the time after we decided to hire that contractor. So, and 
and that's the only way it's scalable. I can't, I can't be everywhere. If I'm trying to run three properties at the same time, I can't do the whole rehab. So it forced us into using contractors a little bit, maybe before we were ready or wanted to, but in the long run, now we look at the, the last uh, 12 units that we got. So it's the last three properties. Um, we haven't even seen the rehabs in, in person. We've only seen them through Facebook video and, and online and stuff. And that, that freed up so much time, you know, so the, the time management challenge was a, a big deal in the military. Uh, even though the military caused that time management problem, it also helped me pro- provide the solutions, you know, and, and outsourcing or uh, delegating, if you will. There you go. So you went from, so you went from going in and doing this rehab yourself, forcing yourself to outsource it, and now you have a business. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely right. Taking that challenge and then growing from it is kind of that's how it. we're trying to operate. That is it. That is exactly. And I'm sorry, Annabelle, did, were you going to add something to that? Yeah, really. It's just uh, the only other challenge that we saw was initially we thought that we would house hack or get deals every time we PCS'd. Um, and really with our current career trajectory, we realized that on a two to three year PCS cycle, by the time we know the market, have great contractors, have a property management team, found our right properties, we're already PCSing. Um, so really we went back to focus on our very first market, which is the longest place JD and I ever lived. We were part of that community for 10 years. Um, we've got a great team of realtors, property managers, contractors already set up there. Um, so we've decided to go back and focus and then focus all of our marketing on that first market where we started in Shreveport and Bossier city, Louisiana. All right. Awesome, man. Well, so there you go. So you had your market, you knew it, you trusted, you built your relationships there. And when you realize that things weren't working out where you wanted or where you were, right? So you just defaulted back to where you were, right? So that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, and, and that's really cool. You know, I think it, it means something when you go through these challenges, you experience them, but then you come up with ways to overcome them and you move forward. And now you guys have prospered from it. So that's great. Uh, congratulations, guys. You see? Thanks. And, uh, and and guys, I'm telling you, you, you guys listening to this, it's it's possible, man. This is possible, and it's not something that happens overnight, right? But you know, day by day, year by year, you get a little better. You learn from your mistakes, and you move forward. You know, that's that's all you can do. And uh, and I'm very very impressed. And thank you so much, guys, for the value that you brought to this uh, the show. Um, kind of want to ask, what's next for you guys? You know, where are you guys headed? So. Business-wise, we're going to continue. We we started our marketing plan, direct mail marketing, looking for multifamily properties in Shreveport, Bossier City, Louisiana, and also a little bit in Ruston, Louisiana. Um, that's where um, Louisiana Tech is. So it's a college town. It's a really okay. awesome place. Right, right yeah. Um, we're learning the marketing uh, piece a- as we go and, and trying to make small changes to our plan to get better results. And, and that's where we're going with that. As far as uh, where the military takes us next, um, Annabelle got selected to go to a school in the DC area. So we'll be PCSing there probably July, August. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh. Nice. All right. Sweet. 
Well, uh, assuming my wife is still uh, in Norfolk, uh, I'll be close by. So we'll have to grab lunch sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. Well, hey, man, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, I've got three final questions for you guys. Take you into the bonus round here. But um, (laughs) but yeah, this has been amazing. So and and there's two of you guys, so it's completely okay if you have two separate answers. But question number one: What is your favorite book? So my most influential book was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It literally was like living in a dark room and then somebody turned the light on. I completely look at everything that I do through a different lens. But my favorite book right at this moment is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willick. Oh, nice. Okay. Go ahead, Annabelle. I'm just going to let him answer that, but I'll answer the next one. (laughs) All right, cool. No, no worries. worries. Okay. Um, yeah, so great, great book. Uh, Shim Ownership is a really, really solid book. Um, and there will be links to both those books in the show notes page, both Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Extreme Ownership. Um, next question, who is your favorite hero and why? So we talked a lot about this last <laughs> night. Um, but really, we like and we really appreciate Matthew McConaughey's take on this. Uh, so if you hadn't heard his Oscar acceptance speech, it's really worth a listen. It's pretty quick. It's two minutes. But the bottom line is it, it comes down to his hero is whoever he's chasing. And in this case, he's chasing the best possible version of himself in 10 years. Mm. Okay. Awesome. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Mic drop. That's awesome. <laughs> best possible version of yourself in 10 years. I like that, man. You know what? That almost sounds like the podcast title guys. (laughs) No, that's cool. Awesome. So, um, so, uh, last question. If you guys have three nuggets of wisdom to give to those who are getting started and, uh, message all you guys listening, make sure you're taking notes because I know this is going to be powerful. What would they be? Yeah. So, Starting out in real estate, there there's really only two kinds of mistakes that you, you can make. Uh, the, the first type of mistake is something that hurts your pocketbook a little bit financially, maybe your, your pride. It stings a little bit. You can learn from that mistake and then move forward. Uh, the second type of mistake is the kind of mistake that you don't want to make, and that's a severe mistake. That mistake causes harm to you or somebody else, either extreme harm to you or somebody else, either financially or physically. Uh, ex- examples of the first kind of mistake is like you don't do a background check on your tenant and then they trash your house and you have to evict them and come to find out they had six other evictions in the past. Those mistakes hurt, but you learn a lot from them and moving forward, you know, well, I need to get background checks on all my tenants from this, this point forward. The next kind of mistake is like not hiring an electrician to do the complete wire rehab of of your house and then a a fire happening and and burning down the house and somebody getting hurt. Like you can't come back from those mistakes. And the way you mediate those mistakes is through education and mentorship, talking to people who've been there before. Uh, Obviously you keep insurance and that kind of stuff, but you, you make as many or you want to make as many of the first type of mistakes as you can, not on purpose, but that's failing forward, right? You, make a mistake, learn a little bit, you fall forward. You want to try to limit those those second type of mistakes because they can be devastating to experienced real estate investors. Um, and, and they can 
almost completely destroy a new real estate investor's um, business or, or get them, stop them before they even get started. And really it's about not being negligent when you're operating your business and, and looking out for people's best interest. Amen. Wow. Um, Another one we wanted to bring up and then specifically for your audience, for our audience here um, is just a reminder that a lot of times um, in the military, we, undervalue our leadership courses or we undervalue our experiences that we receive because we're a part of the military. And this is just a reminder that fortune 500 companies, they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for very similar leadership courses for very similar personal professional development. Um, so we have real world experiences, building teams, managing teams, leading teams, and that can translate very nicely into businesses. Yeah, and, and it's a huge advantage over other competitors or, or other people in this business. The civilians that we've, we network with, they struggle with a lot of the basic leadership concepts and basic team building or team leading uh, processes that we just take for second nature because we are literally from the time we're in A1C or PFC um, Tell tell you're an NCO or an officer, you're being taught how to lead and effectively manage teams. And a lot of other people don't have that skill. It's kind of an unfair advantage for any military investor. Wow, that is that's a great point. <laughs> that is a solid point. All right. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. what, was, was there another one? Yeah. So you don't have to know the entire process before you take that first step. Once you take that first step, you can figure out the next step and the next step and the next step. Um, it, it's not really important that you see everything. It's important that you start. Mm. Yes. Amen. Wow. <laughs> Guys, that was powerful, man. And, and exactly what I was talking about. You need to take notes from these two because they have been through it. You can hear it the experience that you guys have learned, um, the wealth of knowledge, you guys, thank you so much for all these nuggets of wisdom. Got to say, this is one of my favorite podcasts here. So I'm, I'm excited to get this one out. Um, all right. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? So we just, ha- we just built our website. It's the com, And then we're also on Facebook and Insta- Instagram at Monroe Brothers Investments. All right. Getting that marketing up. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, make sure you guys check these folks out here. The Monroe's, there will definitely be links to all of their socials or website in the show notes page. You need to go check them out and hit them up. You guys are also in the Facebook group, right? That's right. Yeah, we are on the Facebook group. Awesome. So they're on the Duty Passive Income Facebook page. All right. Make sure that you guys reach out to them and network, get some mentorship, like they said, right? I mean, it is one thing to go through these challenges alone, and it's another to get help and to move forward, to fall forward, like JD said, right? So, who uh, y'all guys? Thank you so much again for your time. Really appreciate it. This is awesome. All right. Awesome. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Ah, best of luck. Take good care. Man, oh man, that is so motivating. These two are incredible. Thank you so much, JD and Annabelle, for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time. And hey, guys, make sure that you hit subscribe. You do not want to miss out on awesome episodes like this. If you have not subscribed yet, make sure you go out and you do it. Um, Man, we are doing so much this year. 
you are going to be in for a lot of stuff. It's already March, and I cannot wait because I can see the rest of the year populating on the schedule. We've got meetups in all these different locations. We've got seminars going on. We have so many things happening. We've got our coaching program that we're about to reopen, and we're also bringing a multifamily course. Guys, make sure that you tap in www.activedutypassiveincome.com. If you are ready to take action and start building wealth for your future, make sure that you reach out to us and, hey, at least schedule a call, right? All right, guys. I'll catch you later.